This is the Press Box. We were talking about humanity, which starts with birth and ends with death. With Grady and Bischoff. True. All life ends in death, which we, as a species, are cursed with knowing, resulting in... something. Featuring Adam Candy. Again, this is really not my field. On ESPN Las Vegas. Dude, shout out to a simpler time in America when all of us were captivated by the California Raisins. Here we go. It's ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. Not Adam Candy just yet. Tyler's out today, so it's you and I, Jared Justice. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for us to do a show together, no, no. mostly just so that the listeners can be punished with all yes, the nonsense. This is going to be complete nonsense. Uh, we're waiting on Adam Candy. He's not here, and we're doing a shout out to him right now. But Tyler's off for day, so it's going to be Jared and I. We're going to talk about basketball. Good guest today, Ben Brown at uh, eight. Ben Goats, Benjamin Goats at 8.30, and, well, forget about 9.30. It's Raiders.com. You want to go to the front bite, the first bite? Let's do it. The first bite. The first bite is brought to you by our listener, Stephen. Stephen does a good job. What do we make of Gonzaga now? It's a good question. Arkansas 74, Gonzaga 68, one of two number one seeds to go down last night. Um, All right, let's. Because I've I've wondered this. This is the second year in a row that Gonzaga was the number one overall seed, and they go down before winning it all last year. Obviously, Baylor took care of them. My Baylor Bears your, took your, care of them. Your Baylor. My Baylor Bears took care of them. Proud uh, alumni. Yes. Proud. Well, <laughs> proud uh, check writer for the Baylor Bears. I want to ask you this though, because uh, last night, all all props to Arkansas. Uh, JT Note was great, twenty one points. Jalen Williams was great, fifteen and twelve. They got checked Holmgren in foul trouble. He fouled out. Held Gonzaga to 20 points under their average. Drew Timmy did have 25. But I'm really interested in what people think now about Gonzaga. Um, you know, I heard last night it goes right to, okay, the metrics um, don't take into account their conference enough. I'm not so sure that's true. How much they beat those teams in the WCC, I'm not so sure that's true. But is there something we're seeing now with Gonzaga that leads you to believe they're not what we think? I mean, it, it, are we are we not giving enough, let's say, credit in an opposite way that the WCC that they go through that gaunt, they go through that non gauntlet every year? Rackham, yeah, and I, I'll say this about Gonzaga: they do schedule well in the non conference, and they do win a lot of those games. But they get into this tournament, and again, look, he's been to the final two the last four years. I get that they've done really well, but to get over that hump and to win it, I don't know if they can. They get into games with these athletic longer, whether it's SEC, whether it's Big 12, whether it's, you know, um, powerful five conference uh, leagues. And these guys are not intimidated by Gonzaga. Like they don't, you saw Arkansas last night and you're like, okay, we're just going to defend the hell out of you. And we're going to home them in, in foul trouble. And we're going to beat you. They're not intimidated by them. So should we think different about Gonzaga or should we just be giving more credit to someone like Musselman's team? I think, I think the biggest thing is, and this is going to seem like an absolute like uh, crutch of an answer, but it seems like it's harder to get guys into Gonzaga, if that makes sense. Like you can't go get a, a guy who can get into Arkansas may not be able to get into Gonzaga. You may not be able to get that dude academically eligible. We're happy for our Arkansas listeners at this point. <laughs> uh, I have family that lives in Arkansas. <laughs> you might be from Arkansas. Yeah, like I have a bunch of family. They they might be in town for all I know. But it is it's one of those things where it's like. 
you got to you you running through that conference is one thing. Then you got to out coach a team that's going to out athlete you. And that's what it seems to always comes down to is they've got bigger dudes. Yeah. Figure it out. Longer dudes, more athletic dudes. Um, and Gonzaga has pros. Good good uh, opening. Uh, hey, Pops, you want to come in and do the show with us? <laughs> Pops Ramirez just tweeted in, UNLV had to win a national championship to finally get its respect. The same needs to be said for Gonzaga. I think that's a, pr- I think that's a pretty good point by Willie because I wasn't here during the time. I've read everything about it. Uh, people like Willie and others have kind of educated me on that time. But they kind of did need to win it. As great as they were, as many players as they were, the whole West Coast theme. And look, we're not going to go back to UCLA and Wooden. We're not going to go way, you know, that far back. But maybe UNLV and maybe Gonzaga needs to win this thing to really supplant their, you know, place as a national power in 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 in, in this country. I, I'm not so sure. I just I watched them last night. Arkansas did anything they wanted to defensively. They, you know, controlled the boards. They were longer. They were athletic. And they held them. Think about this. Gonzaga averages 88 points a game. They had the 68. Now, something happened there. And I'm going to give all the credit to Arkansas. Absolutely. I think that what we basically saw was it seemed like a driveway game versus the guy who's, like, actually plays one. Yeah. Like, you. oh, you're used to being able to score at will. I'm used to being able to block people. And that's exactly kind of what we saw. Uh, why didn't Eric Musselman take his shirt off? What's happening here? I mean, I've I've got some Musselman sound that I was oh. going to get to later on in the show, but uh, he 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 did at least in the the post game go with some classic uh, Musselman uh, bravado. We believed, you know, nobody else did. We read everything. I'm telling you, we put it up on our screen every single meal. Thank you to everybody that said we had no chance. Every no single, chance. No, well, I no chance. I forget. I forget the line in that game. But yeah, you had a chance. You had. And people thought you had a chance. I don't think everyone was running away. Correct me if I'm wrong out there. If you know this, running away with Gonzaga tickets. Um, maybe they were. I, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, I know I saw a few people on Vison picking Gonzaga and 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 parlaying them with uh, Houston, I believe. Um, but look, Musselman's completely out of his mind in the best way. I love the yes. guy. Uh, we saw what ha- an incredible coach he was when he was at UNR um, and getting those transfers. Now we're seeing he does a really good job. People say that um, Calipari does an amazing job, best with transfers. But now that the portal's so huge, more and more coaches are doing a better job with this. And Musselman does a terrific job with putting in transfers and getting them to play the way he wants to play. We have him. Are you there? Uh, you never can count on this guy. Oh, you're there. Here's Adam. Hey, Cannon. Here here's Adam. Cannon. Cannon. How you doing, buddy? Oh, How you doing? You know, you know, things get technical. And oh, yeah. Then I'm, then I'm difficult. So you sound yeah. great. You sound great. You're not in the wind tunnel that uh, Tyler was a few, uh, ye- a few yesterday, actually, a few times. Well, Tyler always kind of sounds like you're in a wind tunnel, depending <laughs> on whether you like what he's saying or not. Then you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> just stop. This is terrible. You know, talking about uh, talking about Musselman. Um, Look, what we saw yesterday was a couple of things. First of all, if the officials are going to call the game the way they called that game, Eric Musselman's team is always going to have an advantage because they're going to be able to push you around. They are going to be able to shove you, and and if you got to play to the whistle, and the whistle yesterday said, hey, no problem, 
We we'll let you go. Right, right. And and then you know you look at the fact that this game had a pace issue, and if Eric Musselman gets his team to play at that pace, then they have a huge, huge edge over Gonzaga who wants to get out and use the athleticism that they have. Let me ask you something before you came on. We were debating this. Um, what do you make? I know they've now they've been to the finals two of the last four years, number one overall seed the last two years. You you know the metrics, you know analytics. I saw last night that not enough attention is paid to that league, not as enough attention is paid to um, how much they win in that league. What do you make of Gonzaga? Well, Willie Ramirez texted, and I thought it was a good text, says UNLV had to win it before they gained their respect, and maybe Gonzaga does too. Do you feel any different this morning about Gonzaga after this happened kind of again, falling short of winning a title than you did before the game started? I don't, and I think you, you can say what you want about the league for Gonzaga, but here's the thing. They go and still play the schedule that they need to play yes. to be considered a top team, and they played a. I mean, we saw it right here in Vegas. They played a war against Duke earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They manhandled UCLA. They beat Texas Tech. Like they did what you're supposed to do. Those are three uh, Ken Palm top ten teams, and they also beat Texas. So, yeah, I, I understand that you don't really get your your knife sharpened playing in the West Coast Conference. Although this year they actually had a better. Yeah. Conference than we're used to seeing most years, right? Like three NCAA with, tournament teams. With yeah, with USF actually being a challenge this year, and BYU being at least playable. Like St. Mary's gave you what St. Mary's usually gives you. I get where people look at it and say, "Oh well, the West Coast Conference," and they get fat off that. Yeah, they do. But last year's team that probably should have won national championship got fat off that same West Coast Conference, probably even a weaker one. Uh, second number one seed last night goes down 72-60. Houston over Arizona. Kyler Edwards, four threes in the second half was really good for Houston. I want to ask you, I mean, we knew going in Houston was great off the offensive boards, um, and we knew that Arizona had some difficulty uh, often giving up offensive boards against TCU in the previous round. But was this yet another example of tempo? Um, as much as Arizona wants to play fast, Houston, I think, was in the three hundreds in 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 uh, tempo uh, in Ken Palm. They they play the way they want to do. It seems like yet another number one seed went down because the other team were allowed to do what they do best, and Arizona couldn't couldn't uh, alter it. So the interesting part about that game is that Gonzaga and Arkansas is two teams that really can play fast and do play fast. Then Arkansas just chose to slow the game down, knowing that that was its advantage. In this one, Houston is, as you mentioned, 338 in the country in tempo. Arizona, number nine. And look, Houston did what it does well. And this is a team that is elite and has been elite all year. That's not a five seat. This is one for if you are a Tyler Bischoff, Adam Mm. Candy, pencil-pushing, pocket-protector, numbers-loving guy. Houston is the number two-ranked Ken Palm team in the country, mm-hmm. and that's not a five because the other four teams that are around them, Gonzaga, Baylor, Arizona, Kansas, all the one seeds. So I don't think it's really all that strange to see Houston win that game, especially because Arizona probably shouldn't have been in that game anyway. It should have been TCU. Uh, and also, they it was... It was pretty much a home game for them. 
I mean, in San right. Antonio, right. I don't know, you know, if you're Arizona, well, you're the one seed. Don't whine about that. You're the one seed. You weren't. You didn't get to go out west because Gonzaga did, so too bad. Real quick before we break, I do want to ask you this because this, these were interesting, and I know you're up on these uh, the numbers here. NCAA tournament, West Coast Conference 1-5 against the spread, Mountain West 0-4, Pac-12 1-5, no West Coast champion 25 years. We just talked about it uh, with Gonzaga. Can UCLA do it? Any correlation to you there? Uh, I mean, they were not good in the tournament, but no West Coast champ in 25 years. Any Is it is it the style of play in the East and the Midwest? Is it the type of players they have? Or do you think it's one of these kind of, you know, non-coincidences that this just happens? You know, I'm going to give you my answer, but then I want to bounce it back to you because I know you've been watching this, especially with uh, with West Coast basketball for, for a long time. It, to me... Yes, UCLA can do it. UCLA has been a question of health all year long, right? We know how good UCLA can be. It's the same core that they brought last year. And if they truly have, if they have Juzang and Hawkins right. and uh, Tiger Campbell, you know, and Jules Bernard and Riley, who they haven't had for much of the season, then yeah, then th- that team absolutely has it. Is it something about the West Coast in particular? No, I, I, to me, and again, you tell me what you think about this, Ed. I wonder if this has something to do with just the fact that recruiting is a more national game than it used to be. Right? And if there's a great player in the West, that great player can be, uh, can, you know, can be recruited all over the country, maybe with a lot more ease than in the past. But, you know, I'm going to tell you that's a total speculative thing on my part. No. What do you think? I think you're exactly right. And here's the thing we talked about just before you came on, the portal. The portal has made such a big difference. I, I know for a fact, I know a couple staffs where they literally have an assistant assigned to in the morning he goes there and he keeps he keeps hitting refresh and maybe they give the guy lunch off because kids go in the portal all the time. And I think kids watch the NCAA tournament. Maybe there's kids in the West Coast last night watching, you know, the, the, the Arkansas and they've watched the other teams throughout the tournament. And I think this portal has made such a huge difference recruiting across the country that more and more kids might be maybe they started off in the West. Now they're seeing the NCAA tournament. Now they're seeing other teams from other parts of the country. And maybe it's easier for them on a second chance to go that way. Now, you have the opposite of that where kids want to come home and they want to come home to whatever regions of the country they came for. But I'm with you on recruiting. I think it's different, and I think the portal's made all the difference in the world. Well, the portal makes everything different because this is something that is almost like free agency. Maybe not entirely. But close enough that players have that kind of edge, right? Players have an edge that they didn't used to have, and now you know, programs have an edge they didn't used to have. All right, he's here with us. It's Ed, Adam, and Jared. We're off and running. When we come back, is Deshaun Watson ever going to be charged with anything? This is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff featuring Adam Candy. Here we are. Oh, what a disaster. Hey. Those power outages that uh, you never you never can prepare for. You never can prepare for. But I'm going to give a golf clap, Adam Candy, to Jared Justice. This kid ran around this building pushing buttons, uh, refreshing computers like I've never seen in my life. And this will tell you what technology is. Uh, we literally got back on the air, Jared, by a cell phone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> our main engineer, VPN, his cell phone into our main server and did it while brushing his teeth. Had I, if I had that ability, I would not be working here. <laughs> 2022, that's what it gets you. Um, we're going to come back. By the way, we have a lot of giveaways today, huh? We got tickets to Morrissey. Uh, 
We've got uh, Classic Foot Subs from Porta Subs. We've got a pair of tickets to the Golden Knights against the Blackhawks. We've got Megadeth. Uh, so keep listening, and we hopefully we will have no more power outages and we'll be able to give away all these prizes because if we don't give away these prizes, Jared will kill me uh, because he'll hear about it. Uh, what did you do during your break, Adam? Well, that was in, you have a little coffee? I mean, what, were you just waiting for, waiting for that uh, clean feed to come back on? Well, the first thing I did was I went over to uh, LVSportsNetwork.com to uh, try to listen in and see, like, hey, what what actually is happening? And, you know, I, I found the answer, um, which was buzz. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, after that, I decided, you know, I do have a day job. Yeah. Uh, I, I might as well try to do a little bit for the day job. And I know Jared... Uh, was doing Yoan's work. Oh um, man, you should have seen him. Ha- have we, ha- have we, are, have we checked Jared's lungs? Because it feels like for for a chain smoker, it might be difficult to be running that much. Well, he he was left with one. Yeah, he was left with one, so he was able to he was able to get that uh, going. Um, but I, I'm sitting in the studio, and you know how we we can see out with the windows. I saw that kid sprinting into that uh, other building over there, which I've never been in, and couldn't tell you what's in there. Uh, I think I've been in there one time. Uh, but he was uh, he was uh, going back and forth on all the computers, refreshing, and finally Jamie just said, "Let me uh, let me give you my cell phone," and uh, fixed it on the cell phone. That was that was an amazing job there. And when this thing went out, man, it went out. And the funny thing was not funny, but most of the other stations uh, kind of heard heard it and then kept going. And it was uh, it was just our station. Jared scared the hell out of me because at one point he said, "Well, what we could do." Is we could go streaming only, and you and I can talk for two and a half hours straight with no no uh, no breaks. At which I told him, uh, "Let's call Jamie. Uh, let's get him oh on my. the cell phone." Can you two and a half no breaks? I couldn't get open door there. We couldn't give you away these sandwiches. It would have been a complete nightmare if we had to do that. Oh, could you could you imagine someone oh. said to you, "Hey, your job, your requirement <laughs> is to talk to Jared for the next two and a half hours with no breaks." It just right. sounds like a punishment. That didn't have to happen uh, when we when we come back. It's the front page. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying with us.